everybody welcome to the winging it podcast andre how you doing man i'm doing pretty good i mean look, my my life is mostly in order so i I'm, I'm in a happy place oh that's good man that's good i'm feeling better than i was last week but yeah <laughs> so uh once again apologies for uh last week had some uh had a had, bad bad headache hit me out of nowhere so I do apologize about that. So, quick wrap up of the game awards. Jeff Keeley sucks, and that's it. Um, nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so look, I, I the the night we did our live reaction, I I was not upset, but then again, you have to understand how how many years we've been doing this, Andre? About nine, ten. Pretty much since they, the game awards took started back when it was vgx okay so yeah we, I think we skipped doing, one year but yeah <laughs> yeah we've been doing this since the beginning and let's be real man last thursday episode was not the worst one it was not the worst oh, one. It was, it was, that's it was reserved not. for 2013. <laughs> I, I think though while we came out of it not being so horribly scathed is because we we went into it like everybody from that damn Mad TV fucking uh, skit. Lower expectations. Yeah. yeah. We we went in with our expectations below the ground, so we came out happy. Yeah. yeah. Now, I will say I did not. Wow, I did find it funny. And yes, Jeff Keeley did lie when he said they didn't cut nobody mic off. Yes, they did. Oh, we yeah, they definitely twice. lied. We, we counted twice when they cut people mics off. Um, nah, now, what he's trying to do is say he didn't say to do it. Nah, bro. You, yeah. We know you was in control of that. Yeah. <laughs> now, the other thing, too, is I did not know they had a, a screen in the damn theater with the seconds counting down. That's kind of tacky and import taste, in my opinion. Yes, yeah, it is. People that were there were just straight up. They straight up shot the film of them doing that. And I'm like, and they did it on our Numa speech. Which, bruh, he already got a translator. And to me, uh, Numa went fast. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so, Jeff, you kind of backed yourself into a corner there. But the, I think the big problem is, how dare you <laughs> sit up and give people a time limit when you let freaking Kojima come out and do a 10-minute interview of a game that has no gameplay and is basically just a facial recognition video. Just some some faces with the term OD on the screen. Yeah, okay, we know drug abuse is in use. Yeah. But that's about it. I mean, you can get that Grand Theft Auto, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, you went and did a whole 10 Like, that's time that could have been reserved for the Game of the Year speech. Because the Game of the Year speech yeah. have as much time as they want. 
in all honesty. It definitely should. It's at the end of the it's at the end of the damn it's at the end of the freaking show. Um, so he has some stuff to tighten up once again. It always feels like it's something else. And a, and I, thinking about it, maybe he shouldn't host. Maybe he should have somebody else. No, host. he shouldn't. Uh, because like they had Anthony Mackie show up. Let Anthony Mackie host one. Let Sam Jackson host one. Let, he don't need to host. He just. Don't I would. I would definitely host. prefer Sam Jackson to him. Yeah, because Sam Jackson did it, it in definitely. 2011, and it was off the chain when he did it. So. Yeah, look, man. I mean, it was it, now. It wasn't as bad as people was making it out to be, but there are some changes he does need to still make. And mm-hmm. to be fair, I think um, just to be honest, uh, that that Muppet stuff can that that can kick rocks. I'm, my thing is, as much as I love Gonzo as a character, how much fucking money did they spend to get that yeah. character there? And who was it for? Nobody is that, a, is, is that a fair question to ask? Like, who was that for? Because I don't even remember what they were talking about. I just remember he was there, and I remember the year before it was freaking um animal. And I'm like, why are they here? What is there a game coming out? Is there is this something to go, nothing? Nothing. Mm-mm. At least nothing publicized. Yeah. So I'm like, bro. You can you can cut that man. You can cut that whole segment out. So mm-hmm. we just we just gave them back twenty minutes, and potentially like two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, because you take out the Kojima. I'm not gonna say what I really want to say, but you take out the Kojima part and you take out the Gonzo part, and you just got twenty. Uh, minutes. I, I, I'll say it. I'll say it. You remove the Kojima glazing, <laughs> and we will have. A good amount of time so the developers can actually speak about the awards that they won or people that won awards in general in this show. Yeah. And also, Call of Duty developers, if you mad about what Christopher Judge says, every let me let me let, let me just you know hit 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 you into something. Well, hit you into what they're saying on the streets. He wasn't lying. So <laughs> I mean like they got upset about him taking shots, and I'm like, nothing he said was a lie. My my thing is though, why y'all getting upset? You still selling anyway. You are still selling very well, even with a trash game. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, people are conditioned. It's just like Madden. Yeah, it, it's purchases out of habit. Yeah, that's the that's the whole thing. I'm like, dude, he didn't lie. So if you and your feelings about it, man. Y'all can go somewhere with that, but <laughs> make a better game. How about that? Exactly. That's like 300 gigs. How about that? That that might be too hard for y'all to do. <laughs> Recycling maps from old games. <laughs> Recycling maps from <laughs> old games and trying to try to pretend like y'all did something new. Yeah, y'all been doing that since Ghost. <laughs> and they, they got to stop reusing cutscenes because I, I swear I'm a... I know it hasn't popped up yet, but I get the feeling we're gonna hear about it very soon. Yeah, dude, that's I stopped at the ghost because at the ghost, I'm like, ain't this Modern Warfare Two's? Yep, scene for scene, same thing. Like, <laughs> y'all really just okay? So yeah, I'm like, bro, they he didn't lie. So if you if you mad and in your feelings because you can't take a joke, bro, that's on you. That ain't on them. 
and that's pretty much how I feel about that. Now, like I said, overall, it, it, it wasn't a bad as bad a show. It's still long as hell, but I think mm-hmm. I think there's I think there's two ways to look at that. One, he has to get advertising. Jeff Keeley is not no more. Is not no billionaire. I, no, he ain't. He's not. not so he, has to, he has to get help. He, he does have to get help to get this show um, done every year. Um, so I understand you got to do advertising because this ain't on TV. So see, if it was on TV, he wouldn't have to worry about it because there'll be commercials in, in it. There's literally no commercial. There's not no traditional commercials, as it were. So nah. that's going to add time anyway. Um, the other thing, too, is like uh, he doesn't need two Game Awards Orchestra uh, uh, inter- um, intermissions. You just need one. The one for game of the year. If you want to do a medley, that's cool for game of the year because that's actually a, a, a very good, a very good way to like bring in your game of the year nominees without actually having to do that. Um, the the other thing too is you know I I don't know how everybody feel how the advertisers are about hey you got to put so much time for my stuff I'm putting five million in here you better show this trailer or whatever, you know, it's kind of like uh, last year when they did the whole Matrix uh, Resurrection, horrible movie, Matrix Resurrection trailer. And we're like, why is this here? Because they paid for it. Warner Brothers paid for it. So it was going to be in there anyway. Um, It's just one of those situations like that. So I think if if they can find a way to kind of like balance that out, It'll be fine, but the but it, I think it's still gonna be a three hour show. From I, th- I still think it's gonna be a three hour show. I, I just don't know how you get around that, um, especially with it being basically a web show and not on like regular television or whatever. I think it's just gonna be a three hour show. We just got to deal with that going forward. Yeah, but the. That that honestly, that in and of itself isn't the bad thing. If they make the three hour show entertaining across the whole show, yes, then yes. it doesn't feel like three hours. Yeah, and and, and this year it was going to be an hour anyway, just because of how packed everything was. Yeah, now, I don't think people realize how many games came out this year. I really don't think people understand that. Like there were. There was a metric ton of games that came out this year, so th- th- there was there was a lot. <laughs> there there was a lot. So, and maybe cut the esports though, because do, does anybody? I'm not trying to be funny. If you are into esports, hey, more power to you. But is that really as popular as that is they trying to trying to make it be? I mean, it it is depending on who you are. Like it just it really depends on what your interest in gaming is. Mm-hmm. But at that point, it's, I mean, it's a niche of a niche. Yeah, because gaming so is it's still niche, even though it is getting more popular. It is still niche. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those things. I know over time it's going to get bigger, mm-hmm. and I don't mind them doing the esports awards. But do the esports awards doing the pre-show because not as many people care about that. Yeah. Because we don't never see them at the thing, they just do it, but it does take time. So I'm like, yeah. And for the love of God, man, if y'all, <laughs> cameraman, don't zoom in on Sydney when you know ain't nobody in the seats behind her. Like, please don't. 
<laughs> Please don't. I mean, those people might have just got up to go use the bathroom, but it looks so horrible. Yeah, because there was like, what it was like six or seven rows that were straight up empty, and they kept zooming in on her, and I'm like, stop doing that. Or use a different angle where you see yeah. the backdrop of the arena behind her and not the people. Yeah, or use or do it when she's when her back is to the stage. Don't do it when her back is to the crowd. Cause that was just like, bro, it looks mighty, it looks mighty, mighty thin in there. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe not <laughs> It, it, there was definitely a lot of space, and like, and I, I could forgive it for potentially being that it was part of the pre-show, and maybe not everybody got in their seats yet. But just, just be aware. Change of camera angles. Change, just change camera angles. Or, or just I mean, look, y'all did y'all did a good job. They did a good job not showing the damn timing clock, so so yeah. they could definitely have done a good job of actually actually making sure that their camera was on the people that needed to be at the right angle. True. That's very true. Very, very true. Okay, so that's our thoughts on TGA. Um, y'all, because I know a lot of y'all was with us for the for our annual uh, festivities. So I know y'all had a good time because the chat was off the chain. So once again, oh, yeah. Pat, we thank y'all for coming through and hanging out with us for three and a half hours. We really do appreciate that. Yeah, Y'all don't know. It was the best throw session of 2023. Yes, you know, so we do really appreciate y'all for coming through and hanging out and telling jokes and chopping it up with us because y'all actually help make the time go by. That and Vicky being Vicky. So, <laughs> um, so a couple things before we get to uh the gift ideas uh portion because this is our annual gift idea um episode or gift advice episode. Uh, it's one of those uh things that actually upset me earlier this week. And I kind of, I usually don't leave comments on um, websites just because I don't feel like having to deal with people. But Digital Foundry came out with a thing claiming that the Nintendo successor, because everybody's calling it Switch 2, but nobody knows what the name of it is. And I'm not calling it that until Nintendo actually calls it what it is. I'm just going to say successor. The Nintendo successor can't run GTA 6, but they say this, with no viable proof, and people are believing it. And I'm kind of sick and tired of that. Um, here's the thing. If Digital Foundry does have a kit, they're finna get sued out the wazoo because you have an NDA. That's, that's going to be a breach of NDA. And why would they have a, a, a kit when... Do they develop games? No. So they wouldn't even nope. have one. So they don't know what the specs are anyway. They are assuming. And people are taking it as the gospel. And people need to stop doing that. One, we got one trailer for GTA 6. I'm sorry, did we yeah. get gameplay in that trailer? We ain't no. got it. We did no gameplay. And, and pre-rendered cutscenes can be in-engine and look really good, but it's still not the same as gameplay. You can have an in-engine cutscene that shows off a higher frame rate than in-engine gameplay. They're not the same thing. Yeah, and people are right, and there it, they got so bad. People are claiming that they're gonna drop the play that someone's gonna drop a PlayStation uh, Pro because that's the only thing that can run GTA Six. It's just so ambitious and so so you know intensive that it has to have a brand new. No, it don't. 
No, no it, don't. it don't. No, it don't. Can we start with the BS? Can we start with the BS, please? I mean, and Digital Foundry does not, you know, help gaming out because they keep doing stuff like this, which, like, right. irks me to no end because I'm like, bro, you don't – because the first thing I would ask them, if it was me interviewing them, the first thing I would ask them, do you have, do y'all have a dev kit? Do you have a dev kit? Do you know what the name of the successor is? Okay, you don't know any of this stuff. Do you know what, what GTA 6 is? Have you seen gameplay of it? Have you seen it running live? Have you seen it running? Have you even seen it running in the alpha? You have it. So you have no idea what you're talking about. But in, nobody in digital foundry, <laughs> This is the same digital foundry that said that Breath of the Wild, back Breath of the Wild 2, which Tears of the Kingdom is, couldn't have been running on the Switch because of volumetric clouds. That right which are in <laughs> other which are in other games on the Switch, we, and then they had to go back and say, "Well, no, we we mean it can be on the Switch. It would just be running at a lower performance." Like, no, like what you said was that it wouldn't be able to be on the Switch because of this precise thing. So obviously, you don't know everything you're talking about, and and I think in that article that they said where they gave their opinion that they stated in a way that sounded like it was factual, which I've had to try to explain to multiple people. It's dependent, it's dependent on how you say a thing. Saying something with confidence is not the same thing as being correct about what you say. But getting that out the way, yeah. and they based it upon rumors and different, and different machines with similar similar parts to what is rumored you can't go based off of a rumor Mm-mm. and my thing is if if, if since, the, since what what are they known for they're known for do, running tests right which means they have to wait for the yeah. software to be available to run the test so if, if somebody comes to you digital foundry and asks you about something that isn't out yet just be like dude we can't answer that there's that's, that's the first thing that should that. be said yeah that's, that's that should be the first thing but there's nothing wrong with saying that, dude. We can't answer that. Like we now, we we're happy to we'll be happy to do it when it comes out, but we can't say nothing. <laughs> but people are taking it as the gospel. I, I remember one dude told me that they did a 30 minute breakdown on the GTA 6 trailer. I'm like, there's no gameplay. It was there's, just there's a literally no trailer. Game. Like the only only thing that y'all know about this game is that you're invited. That's, That's it. it. Yeah. That's it. Oh, and, and it took a lot of stuff from Florida. Well, I mean, Vice City is supposedly Miami, and Miami is in Florida, so. Well, no, but, but you know what I mean? The whole, you know, the whole, like, the yeah. Florida, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they <laughs> Florida man, Florida man was live and present in that yeah. GTA trailer. <laughs> he's, he's mad that they didn't pay him. That's a whole other story. But yeah. Oh no, that's a that's a dude taking that name. The Florida man is a concept, and oh. that's a dude taking that name that decided to make himself look like a character to draw attention for the game. Like they put out their trailer before they they started working on this before you existed in in their scope, bro. You ain't getting money. It's just funny. <laughs> that whole situation is funny. But Wilder makes a good point. They did try to guesstimate for Doom. I forgot all about that because they were basically saying they couldn't. Yeah. They were basically saying they couldn't run. There's no way. And they were wrong. And they were wrong. I'm like, bruh. 
You can't make this stuff up, man. And this is why I, I this is why I've said it multiple times over, and people don't get me when I talk about the fact that I've been studying how code works. I've been studying how code works. So I can say more on these things. You worry about frames per second. Do you anybody that knows what a frame per second is? That's a cycle, a run cycle. Every frame is a run cycle. If you're worried about run cycles in a game, then you obviously do not understand what a game is. For somebody who has no idea what coding is. So pull yourselves back and chill out. Yeah. But they my bad. Um as a tech enthusiast. <laughs> look, I, I'm I'm slowly sliding into that direction because I've been correcting too many people that were tech enthusiasts when I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> that, look, man, I, I find that um, not to be, you know, just bashing, but I just find it funny that you got like a lot of people like me. I work in IT. Me and Shadow actually work in IT, so we'd be like, I let him handle it because I just don't feel like talking about it. That's my that's my day job. I don't, <laughs> I don't feel like talking about it when I'm here. Well, I bring your work home. Fuck y'all. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude, I'm not. So I'm trying to I'm trying to chill and relax when I'm with y'all. So I ain't trying to, you know, do that. But the 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 funny thing about it, it's like it's like when people got mad when Katsuhiro Harada explained to people what um, rollback netcode is and how it has to be implemented during design, and they told him he was lying. They basically tried to tell him he was lying, all because they have a favorite YouTuber that loves to say everything can be fixed with rollback netcode. Hence why I kept always doing that joke. Um, <laughs> But it, like they would not take uh, the word of a person who actually does it, who actually build, who actually probably builds one of their favorite fighting games. They won't take his word for it. They'd rather listen to the guy who don't do it. I, I you can't make it up. Ain't, ain't no help in those poor souls. Yeah, you, you can't make it up. So, I when you see stuff like that, you're just like, bro, really? Like, you do know Harada develops Tekken, right? <laughs> I think he knows what he's talking about. You're taking the word of somebody that that doesn't code. He's just popular on in the in the gaming space. It's like, hey, look, we understand that you... And technically, I'd say technically the person wasn't wrong. It's just that the implementation, the idea that you can just slap it on like a yeah. sticker and it, <laughs> it works. Well, yeah, you you could implement rollback netcode in a game that don't have it, but you have to completely rewrite the game to do for it. that to work. Yeah, and that takes a lot of time and, and manpower. And I don't think people understand yeah. it. it's not a switch you can flip. You can flip, and I think the way that individual describes it, he makes it seem like it's just a switch you can flip, and yeah, it just fix everything. No, it don't. And actually, it's more of an indictment on where you live. Uh, your IT infrastructure and setup more than it is the yeah. game design, because it's basically saying your your, your IT infrastructure suck if you got to use rollback. Uh, okay. In simpler terms, for people who do not understand, if you need rollback netcode to have a stable connection in a video game, then the internet services that you are provided with are subpar. Yeah, which I've been trying to explain to people for a while. I'm like, dude, you can go in certain places. 
in the U.S. where the internet connection is freaking horrible in the house that you're in. You can go in the basement, it works fine. Go on the main level, it is trash. Yeah. <laughs> so if that's the case, and then we're not even talking about the rural areas of the U.S., like Montana, parts of Mississippi, parts of Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, uh, North Carolina, the Midwest. Florida, you know, Arizona, Nevada, places where they got death. Like, dude, do you not do you not realize how jacked up it is if you're trying to play somebody in Montana who has Smash Brothers, <laughs> or in Oklahoma, are you trying to play somebody in Mobile, Alabama, that's still not on the dirt road? Yes. Places in the South still have dirt, dirt and gravel roads. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, it's like unless you live in like a city or a metro area, you, your internet probably is spotty at best. Unless you do a whole, uh, if you let you do a whole test, and like some of y'all ain't doing Wi-Fi tests. Let's be real, y'all not. A lot of people ain't doing wireless Wi-Fi surveys. Yeah, you're not doing them. You're not doing those tests. Half half of people don't even dare go run a check every month. They don't. <laughs> so think about these things before you know you start just believing the random YouTuber or Twitch streamer. Just saying. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, rest in peace to uh, E3. They finally put the kibosh on it um, this week. Uh, people think Jeff Keeley killed it. Nah. I don't think you agree with that? No, I, he didn't. Even though he was he was definitely grave dancing, but no, nah, he didn't. He didn't kill it. He he's not responsible for the death of E three. He's just a beneficiary of it. Well, he thinks he is. He thinks he is. If he thinks he murdered E three, he is. He, he is sad. He's a sad, sad little man. Don't you don't want me to answer that? I, actually, yeah, <laughs> Jeff really is a sad, sad little man. <laughs> And the I don't retract that statement. <laughs> the person who killed it, though, was it total? It was the water. And he did it with a smile on his face. Dude was cold blooded, yep. man. Y'all really need to read Ask You Water. Y'all really need to read that book, man. Ask, ask You Water, dude, bruh. Water killed it. All those years of, you know, mistranslations, saying stuff that they didn't say. And he just basically like, okay, fine. We'll just bring our stuff directly to you. When he did those directs, that pretty much killed it. Because once they started doing it, because remember, at first, at first, everybody was saying, oh, they just don't have uh, uh, a, a, a presentation to give. Like, nah. Y'all didn't care no way. So they just started doing stuff their way. And to be fair, the directs killed it, plus the Treehouse Live. Because Treehouse Live, not only did you get a 45-minute, a 40 to 45-minute direct showing games, but Treehouse, more people tuned in to Treehouse Live because guess what they were doing? They was actually sitting down with the developer showing you gameplay of games while doing the yeah. interview. Nobody else was doing that. Not at first, no. Mm-mm. So, all right, and that was what, 2014? No, 2013. Yep. First year was 2013. Cause 2014 yeah, 2013 was, was first year. Yeah, 2014 was my favorite when they teamed up with um, Robot Chicken to do that one for uh, the direct presentation with the Robot Chicken one, which was hilarious. Yeah, that was, that was one of the funniest ones. They need to do another one. But <laughs> but here, here's another thing. If, if people, if Nintendo was really scared of being up against other companies at E3, 
they they disproved that theory when they went with Breath of the Wild as the only thing they showed in 2016. Well, and the funny thing about that whole situation was they uh people were asking the world just put one game. If you just show one game, we'd be fine. Just show Breath of the Wild. So they did that. People got mad that they did it. I mean, they got mad when they heard the announcement, but afterwards, I didn't hear anybody chirping about that. Nope. But it was just I, funny. I didn't hear anybody chirping. <laughs> it was funny, because at the time, that's all people were talking about. We just want to see Breath of Wild. Okay, all right, fine. That's all we're going to bring. Yep. That's all y'all going to bring? What about this? What about that? Like, y'all said, y'all only want to see one game. We're bringing you one game. <laughs> Yeah, Exodia, you are correct that 2014 was the first digital event, but yeah. they started the directs before that. Yeah, the directs started like 2013, because remember, this is all in response to how they did the uh, all that backlash that we you got. Yeah, it was toward the tail end of 2013, like right before Christmas, if I remember right. Yeah, because that's when, because everybody was laughing, like, why is he wanting to say we bring it directly to you? Why is he doing that? And then everybody started doing it. <laughs> Yeah, people clown people clowned on it, but at first it eventually worked. They, they I don't want to say the first two they clowned them, but by I would probably say probably around that when they started getting on a regular schedule with them, a regular schedule because it got to a point where they were dropping at least one direct every quarter. Like so, Q one they'd have at least one main direct. You might have got two if it was a game specific direct. Like I remember when they did one, they had one direct, and then they had one two weeks later for Bay another two because it was game specific. And yeah. I remember how they were doing that when it was at the height of it. But I know the the mm -hmm. first the first few were like it was you could tell they were testing it out. But I want to say it was the the. 20, it had to be the end of 2013, like you said. The front, I think the first no. one was before then. No, Gwen, Gwen corrected me. It was 2011. It yeah. was October I, 2011. Okay, because then 2013 must have been when they started doing the regular rollout then. Because Yeah, that was probably it. Yeah, it wasn't like that first one was not regular with everything else. Because remember, uh, it, it came about because of all that backlash they were getting. And then there was people were mistranslating them all the time. And once again, got to go back to IGN. IGN was notorious for doing it. And it got to a point where I'm thinking IGN was doing it on purpose. To yeah. be fair. They were doing it, and then a lot of other people were taking their reports and then spreading it, so a lot of misinformation happened. Yeah. So, yeah, and then, like, from 2014, from, I say from 2013 on, it became a regular thing. And then Sony and Microsoft started looking like, wait a minute, they saving money. Now, Microsoft... Really, Microsoft had their own theater, so I'm like, y'all can really do what y'all want. Y'all actually own a theater in downtown LA, so <laughs> y'all ain't got to do y'all ain't got to do everything else. But um, Sony started looking like, dude, they saving money because I remember that year. Remember that year they had the Ghost of Tsushima that whole setup. Yeah, and find out that cost like a lot of money. I'm like, why did y'all do that? Y'all ain't have to do all that. They had like the flutist out there. They had the whole LED screens and all that. I'm like, bro, y'all, that setup probably took a while to do. And then on top of that, I know y'all had to pay everybody to coming out there for doing that. And barely anybody went. 
Yeah, so I'm like, they you sitting up here, you wasting money. So, I mean, yeah, I feel bad for E3, but people acting like it's the end of the world. It's not the end of the world, dude, because there's other trade shows, you know. I mean, that's, that's it. There's other trade shows. Yeah, E3's probably the bigger one for us, for the U.S., but hell, PAX yeah. is four times a year, because they got PAX, PAX East, PAX West, PAX South, and they do have one for, no, they don't have, they don't call it North, but it's like Past east and west and then south and now and they still do those. They still do yeah. the um uh they still do stuff at um uh C2 E2, the Chicago Con, they still do stuff at New York Comic Con, so it's not and San Diego Comic Con, so it's not like you're not gonna see stuff. And we yeah. all know of Jeff Keeley's Summer of Games Fest. Um yeah, yeah. that one, but <laughs> It's not like there's not going to be anything during that time frame. Hell, this year they did uh, Paris Games during that that time frame. So the Paris Games show was like, what, the second or third week of June, I think, this year? So it's not like there's not going to be anything there. It's just, yeah, E3's – I'm not – I'm going to be sad, but I'm like, the writing was on the wall. If you've been paying attention throughout the years, the writing was on the wall years ago. So – it's unfortunate, but it's just one of those things. They couldn't find a way to, to adapt to a situation. So, and that's a lot of money you're losing. <clears throat> you say their, biggest, their biggest problem was trying to force it to be California every year. That was one of the biggest problems. And they didn't, figure out, they didn't figure out that they could move it to different cities, different major metropolitan areas. Every year, and, and they could have rebounded. And the thing is, look, I know certain uh game journalists would have got mad because they are stationed in California. But dude, get on a plane ticket like most people and just fly for that weekend. You'll be fine. And it's not like it's not like that wouldn't have helped some of the different game studios as well. That would have definitely helped a lot of the indie game studios that are centered in specific locations that might not have the money to travel out. Yeah, because look. Everybody knows Cali is expensive. So you go to Texas, you go to Georgia, you go to Florida, you go to, you know, Oklahoma. You can, you don't have to spend that much money. You go to North Carolina. And these places actually have spots that are big enough to hold it. Like, I know Fayetteville, North Carolina has a spot because they have Marvel Studios is out there. Yeah. So they have, they have spots, venues big enough to hold the E3. Trust me. All the spots in Florida. And and it's not like every like any of the major cities like you know that there's either a football stadium or a baseball stadium or something that could have been rented out for this. Yep. Like and it's not like they wouldn't have been able to do it. No, it's not like that. And uh, Darth, what I do remember that. And yeah, but most of most of the journalists was mad because number one, and like I said, they're coming from Cali, and I'm just sitting there like, dude, it's a week. You'll live. You'll live, dude. So, <laughs> yeah, but I, I do remember that. So it, it's just one of those things. So, I mean, hey, I, I'm i sad to see it go, but am I surprised? Not really. Not at all. Not not really. <laughs> not, not, not really. So nope. not, the only thing now is we get to look forward to some of the games for this. I mean, if, if, if we go with the individual companies, Doing their own presentation during that time frame, 
and just follow them, more than likely we will still be all right. It, yeah. It's just when they try to all they try to bottleneck everything into one large presentation, like Summer Games Fest has been doing, mm-hmm. that it doesn't work. It, yeah. And and we get IGN leaking information they ain't supposed to. <laughs> That's still funny to me too. <laughs> that is still so funny. Um, but yeah, okay. So we are at the gift idea portion. Y'all know what time it is. Um, so we're gonna start this off with the accessories. Um, you guys know I do like my controllers. So this one is PowerA.com. Um, now I'm only gonna talk about stuff I use. So if you have something that you prefer, hey, please leave it in the um chat or leave a comment, let people know. Um, that way we can help people out that, that needs ideas. And like we always say every year we do this, if you don't know what to get, you can always get a gift card. A Visa gift card, MasterCard gift card, or a gift card to a specific store that you know people shop at. And yeah. leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> Gamers, we, we don't mind gift cards. We, we love gift cards. Trust me. We do. It's like, look, it, it, it's just as good as you getting the actual products for me because you thought about me having a preference. Yes, and we do appreciate that. So now the reason why I like this side, I have a couple of their um, controllers. Um, I have the Fusion controller. Uh, they do controllers that are at a reasonable price, depending on what you're trying to do here. So uh, let's see. As you can see, Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox, they even have some um, PC stuff. And they just add the mobile stuff. I did not know that. Oh, yeah, oh, they, they have a they have a bunch of those. Yeah. So um though and they do have charging stations as well. So let's mm-hmm. go see the switch stuff. Now the switch stuff they do they they do have uh cases as you can see, like with the uh and they have wired and wireless on all of these. So if you're looking for that kind of idea for somebody that or you want to get an extra controller so they won't touch your good stuff this is a good place <laughs> to come to and look and, man and listen power a is not as bad as mad cats was no they're not they're actually power, no power a power a is a good follow-up controller to the main company controllers if you can't get it if you can't get a main company one yeah you see the prices it's 45 like you, if, now you're not gonna be able to use nfc Nope. And you have to you have to look at them because they they don't do NFC, so Amiibos ain't gonna work on these. So, um, but yeah, you got they got a lot of Mario. These are the ones that you go to. I go to this site because like they have a couple of Zelda controllers. I have I have a Lionel controller. I have a, um, a Sheikah controller. I think that one's discontinued though. Um, I even have I don't have this one, but I have another case that they have. Um, but like I said, they give you both wired and wireless options. I've never had drift. Somebody told me they had drift on one of these controllers. I've never had a drift issue with with, with any of the controllers I have from Power A. Right. I have three, so I will I will say I've never had drift with the Power A controller. But I'm not holding the controller so tight that I'm going to yeah. break it. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's true. So let's take a look at. Uh, <laughs> The PlayStation controls, and they still and they do have PlayStation Four controls too. If you have a PlayStation Four, um, I do like the fact that they do have the charging kits too, um, and they're not unreasonable. So twenty five for the charging kit. I know I've seen some charging kits go for like fifty to eighty. So they do the same thing. So like I said, 
good uh good site to go to. Matter of fact, let me see what the PlayStation 4 controllers look like. I may need to pick up one for my brother. Okay, this ain't too bad. I actually think I think the Power A controllers actually have a better charge than the, the standard PS4 controllers, actually. Uh I think the I think you are true. I think that is true. But I can't confirm or deny that because <laughs> the one I bought, I bought for um for my uh cousin. So I need to ask him and see how how he likes it. Um, how long does it last? Is it more than four hours? Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I use a Nacon for my PS4. I use a Nacon controller, so that's the one I use. Um, they do have headsets, but I don't think it's for everybody. Um, and I haven't tried any of these, so there's that. Um, once again, wired and wireless for the Xbox Series controllers as well. Um, it just depends on what you on what you like. Now they do have some controllers that do the whole LED strips and lighting and all that stuff. So you may want to, if you if you're into that, you may want to look into that as well. They do have customer reviews on them too. So just if you're if you're looking for something in the in the realm of the accessories, I would go with Power A for one of them. And there is another one. Let me bring that page up. Um, oh, and also all the power all of the Power A, at least the wired ones, do double. As PC controllers. Okay, cool. I, I did not know that. Now this is the one, and I, I have a bit. I have two eight bit though um, controllers. Oh well, yeah. I have four. I have four. I have one um, SNES Pro controller, and I have two of the eight bit though Switch controllers. Now the the eight bit though controllers. The reason why I like these, especially for the Switch, is because they double as PC controller as well. So whenever I want to play on PC, I can just use my um one of my 8-bit doughs. I do want to get a fighting stick, but I haven't yet. So they, but they do offer fighting sticks. Now these are a little bit, these can be a little bit more pricey depending on what you get. So th there is that. No thanks. Um, but it just depends on what you're trying to what you're trying to get. I did not know they had a wired Xbox controller. Huh. I'm gonna have to look into that. Yes, All right, do. Um, and it looks like it's good for fighting games. Yeah. Now they do have at times they do have uh, special controllers like uh, anniversary edition controllers because I got the the tsunami um, anniversary controller and that was discontinued because they sold out. But they do have a lot of mod kits. They tell you how to do it. The thing I do like about this. Uh, 8 bit controller. If you're on the Switch, uh, you do you can't customize your controller. Um, you do it via the app that they that they have. But on the Switch, you can actually use both that and the uh, mapping that's on the Switch. It works on both. On Power A, it doesn't. The Power A controllers, when you um, do the mapping for those controllers, it doesn't work with the uh, with the Switch. These, however, do. So that's one reason why I would pick the 8-bit though controllers over the Power A's. But these are a little bit more pricey, though. Yeah. Let me see if I can show you the price. Yeah, uh, that's not the real price. That ain't the price. Where's the... Go back home. I did the shop. Okay. Um... Because they're not $29. They're like 60 or 70 I think. And, yeah, I actually have this one. Yeah, they're 79 
the 79. Now they do have Rumble, and they did, like I said, they are fully uh fully customizable via their app, you know. So if you like to play around with stuff like that, hey, by all means have at it. Um, I only like y'all know I don't like clickable sticks, so that's the first thing I take out. I take out clickable sticks and they have paddles under the bottom, so I move stuff around like that. Um, other than that, I like the variety they have. I like the I like that you can actually use them between both uh, PC and whatever console you have. Now you do have to pick between Xbox and uh, Switch. I don't think they have one for Sony at this point. I don't think. I don't think. But yeah, I haven't seen anything for this Sony. Yeah, but uh, Microsoft and Nintendo they have, and both and usually when you buy one of these controllers, they do double as a controller you can use for your PC. So. Just so you know, if you're in the if you're looking into that, and when and what I mean by you know they are fully customizable, they are so customizable you can do it with the doggone sticks too, because they was having me playing around with the sticks, the triggers, everything. So a bit though is a good one to go for, but they are a little bit more expensive than the power A stuff. Once again, the power A is a good alternative. If you are a little strapped for cash and, you know, you're just trying to get a one of those controllers that are, you know, branded like a Kirby controller or a Mario controller or because they have one for Overwatch. They have a couple for Overwatch. They have a couple for um, Legend of Zelda. They have a couple of. So if you're trying to get one of those, because I don't know why Nintendo and other places don't do that as much anymore, because they used to do that all the time. But now they just don't for whatever reason. But if you want to do that. Uh, Power A is probably the better choice to go with. Um, 8 bit, though, I like for the reason of custom, it's able to be customized. If you want to play on your own um, PC, it can hook up to that. If you prefer to use a controller as opposed to keyboard and mouse, you can do that. And uh, how customizable it is, as far as you know, being able to customize the entire controller. Um, so just keep that in mind. If you're looking for controllers, um, now these are two places that I use. I know of others like PDP and Hori, but I don't use those, so I don't want to give you guys advice on something I don't use. So there's that. Um, you can always look up on uh, look at reviews of things. I know Amazon does a lot of reviews on Hori and PDP and even 8 bit though as well. Um, so if you're still if you're trying to find some reviews you can go to amazon i know they have some and i think they have some on their respective sites but just so you know um any ones that you want to bring up uh andre no i think you covered the best ones so i mean it's it's not a whole lot to be covered now i will say this though on amazon especially if you're looking for like if you have uh say you're playing on switch and you have Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack, and you want to play like N64 or say Genesis, there are some third party controllers. They're not major brands, but they are decently rated that have those controller setups. And there's one that works with both your Switch, your 60, that'll work with your Switch and actual 64 and the PC because it has the different dongles. So, just in case you're looking for that and you can't get the official one, because I know a lot of people couldn't get them through Nintendo. 
because they they go out every now and again. So just keep that in mind. And I'm glad you brought it up because I forgot to bring that up too. Um, check Nintendo site regularly because the N64 controller has been there. It has. I know people. A lot of people were looking for it. I was able to snag another one so I can get it to my brother. But I only have one. So um, the Genesis controller, I love that thing. The SNES controller, I like it. But the problem is, I noticed my hands are too big, so that's why I had to go to the 8-bit though SN30 controller because that's a little bit that fits my hand a little bit better. Um, the SNES and the NES controllers are a little bit too small for me now. Um, just because these these ain't little, so <laughs> but the Sega Genesis and the N64 controller they fit wonderfully, um, and it looks like they're in stock on the N64 controller if you're looking for an authentic one. So and they do uh, ship pretty quick, so that's another yeah. thing to keep in mind. They they do ship pretty quick, so if you're trying to get them in now, if you're probably trying to do it. If I was gonna, if, if I were you, and you want to get an N64 controller or a Genesis or SNES or NES controller, I'd probably try to do it before Wednesday of next week. <laughs> yeah, because you're gonna you're gonna be blocked. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would I would try to do that before then. But yeah, uh, if you're looking for the, and you may get lucky because I have seen the NES controller in like Target. I haven't seen any other ones like Genesis or anything like that. I have seen them in like Target, and somebody told me there was there was a few. SNES um, controllers that was in Walmart. I don't know why they're not everywhere, but I had to go to the Nintendo site to get the uh, Genesis controller and the N64 controller and the SNES controller. So I don't know. You might want to check your wherever you live in that. You know. Yeah. Good idea. All right, let's talk about games. Uh, so what games? We'll do it like this. Let's go by company. So. Uh, five games a piece, yeah. I think that should be good. Okay, so Nintendo's first up. So, I'm only gonna talk about games I played. So, Metroid Prime Remastered is very good if you're into action FPS and Sam is just killing and destroying everything. And if you haven't played it before, it's a very good game. Um, a lot of replay value, there's a lot of stuff to find. Um, the bosses are challenging, but not frustratingly challenging. Like, you're going to lose a couple times, but it's not like you can't beat them. Mm -hmm. I'll put it like that. Uh, the other one. Now, this one, I know people ain't probably going to like me saying this, one, but I, I just, I found it charming. That's Bayonetta Origins. Cereza and the Lost Demon. It, oh, does, it, it, it does take <laughs> a little getting used to because of how they did the controller setup, but it's a fun game, in my opinion. Um, y'all, y'all already know what y'all already know this next one. Tears of Kingdom. <laughs> I, I don't need to say nothing else. No question, yeah, <laughs> I don't need to say nothing else on that one. Sea of Stars. Sea of Stars is if you are an old school RPG, um, SNES era, 16 bit era, you're gonna love this. It has good music, good story. Uh, the combat system is great. I think people will enjoy uh, Sea of Stars if you're into RPGs. Um, mm -hmm. Now, oh boy. I really wish Sandstorm was here because I did not, I have not played this yet, but he has. But you know what? I'll, I'll let him talk about it. I'll, when, next time we see him, I'll, I'll let him talk about it. 
Um, my last one is going to be because that, that's four. My last one um, for Nintendo, I got to go with Super Mario RPG Remastered. <laughs> yeah, I kind of have to for obvious reasons. Like, if you like the Paper Mario series, it's the precursor to that, and, it, and it's a fun game. It's fun. It's not long. Um, clocks in about what 12, 12 to 16 hours, depending. So yeah. it's not a long game, but it is fun. It's not frustrating, but it is challenging because um, you do have to play around with some stuff. You don't get a lot of – you get items, but there is a cap to the items that you get. So – and some of these bosses, they will beat you. A few oh, times. they will beat you bad. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they will make it look easy. Honorable mention is Star Ocean's second story R. I, y'all know I got a soft spot for HD2D. <laughs> I got a soft spot. A lot spot. of us do. Yeah, I, I just do. Uh, all right, what about you for Switch? All right, so I'm gonna go. I'm going through my my little personal library, picking the ones that I think best for people to get. Even though it came out last year, if you haven't had a chance to play it, Metroid Dread, because uh, it is still a kick-ass Metroid game. Even if it's the easiest of the 2D Metroids, it's still an amazing game. Actually, the story with it that you get is really good. And if you want something that's a little bit of a challenge for your reflexes, if you're not used to the style, this is a good one to go with. Next up for me, um, I'm going to say Dragon Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen. I have it. I enjoy it. It's one of the few games that Capcom has made outside of what they normally do that I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll play more of this. So go ahead, snag that up. The next two. Just because I love my 2D old school Castlevania style, and you probably already know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So it's going to be Bloodstorm, not Bloodstorm, Bloodstained, yeah. Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 1 and 2. Both of them are top notch if you want to go with a classic retro game with an old school feel to it. And the first game, I know they both have multiple endings, but the first game, the multiple endings seem to be more impactful. It has different game modes depending on which ending you unlock. So that'd be worth worth it for a lot of people. And my last but not least, because I didn't even know it was on the Switch because of how it was advertised, is seafood. Oh yeah. Go yeah. get you seafood. Cause the the shit is legit. Go get you seafood. And that's one of those games that actually surprised that one in Pathless because I could have swore when they first revealed those games, they were supposed to be exclusive to PlayStation. I could have swore they said that. And, and the way it was advertised, it looked like they, they were. That's why I was like, when I saw it was on Switch, and and I ended up getting it through, uh, what's the, what the, the app is called Woot. It's a seller through Amazon. I ended up getting the, the uh, Redemption Edition, which is usually like 120 for 40 bucks. So I was like, okay, I'll take that. Yeah, I mean... I- I just thought that was weird. that was that one in Pathless. I could have swore when those when they did those first uh, uh, trailers for those. Those said PlayStation exclusives. I could have swore that, but that's that's just me. So <laughs> there's that. All right. So those are a couple good ones. As always, um, the, if you're into uh, RPGs and you haven't played the Xenoblade Chronicle series, 
Definitive Edition 2 and 3 and their DLCs are all worth it on the Switch. All worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, Those stories are very good. I I particularly enjoy uh, um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3's story. Uh, I think they talk about grief and how people deal with death very well in that game. So there is that. Uh, so let's move on to Sony. Um, now, Sony, I've played a few, a couple games, so I don't really have five, but I do have a couple. Um, and Sea of Stars is on that is on that console. A lot of these RPGs are shared between the Switch and the PlayStation brand. Um, the reason why I go with uh, Switch for my RPGs is because I like being. It's easier to carry a Switch than it is to carry a PlayStation 4 Pro or play or PS5 around. I'm, I'm just gonna be honest. I mean, literally, you, you can always go ahead and get you a PlayStation Portal. You can carry that around. <laughs> I'm not gonna get into that. Um, please direct all hate mail to at GIGINU. <laughs> uh, but okay, so um, so these are the PlayStation games that I think um, people should take a look at. Octopath Traveler 2, it's also available on Switch, but Octopath Traveler 2, very fun. It's it's a little bit more um, accessible than the first one was. The first one was straight up unforgiving. Like mm. they didn't care about your feelings. Go grind. This was a little bit. <laughs> this was a little. It's a little bit more forgiving than um, the first one was. And plus, I think the stories the stories make more sense, and it's a more cohesive story between the eight. Um, the problem with the first one was they kept talking about these eight journeys, but they never felt. Like it was an overarching story. There's an overarching, overarching story to Octopath Traveler 2. Um, RE4 remake, yeah, dude. Even though, even though I do prefer the um the Wii control, this is actually very fun. RE4 is very fun. Um Jedi Survivor, that's another good one that I think people would enjoy. Um, if you're into um the Star Wars uh universe and stuff now. Uh, this last game I want to recommend is uh, Legend of Heroes Trails into Reverie. The entire uh, Legend of Heroes is uh, saga is on the is on the PlayStation. So one, two, three, four, and Trails into Reverie is all there. Um, if you yeah. like overarching stories and world building, the Trails of Cold Steel, Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel is worth the money. Now each of those games are 100 plus hours. It's, it's a lot of it's a lot of story in those games. <laughs> so you're going to be playing those for a while. So if you are a parent and you only trying to you only trying to get one or two games, that's going to keep people busy for a while. I'm just not even going to lie to you. That's going to keep that's going to keep them busy because it's a lot. And the characters are all enjoyable and the gameplay, even though like the the the, the gameplay is turn based combat for the rpg but it's it's fun it's fast it's not slow it's i think people uh uh will can enjoy that one um mm. other than that uh yeah and star star ocean second story r is on that system as well so i, I would go with those now those are the ones i played so i know a lot of people play final fantasy 16 and stuff like that i didn't play that and i didn't play spider-man 2 because i just had way too many other games so <laughs> y'all have to forgive me for that um but those are my recommendations. Uh, Andre, what about you? 
Now, I will give the caveat that uh, I haven't played any of these specifically because I don't own a current PlayStation. Not, not that I haven't talked to people about games that they play and people that I know I can trust about stuff. Um, first one's Hogwarts Legacy because there's extra content in that version that is nowhere else. Yeah. So if there's any reason to get it on a platform, that would be the first one to go ahead and snatch up. Next, I would say, and even though this is, I know it's on PC and I think it's coming to Xbox soon, the game, the cat game, Stray. I said, go ahead, pick it up. I've heard great things from family members as well as other people I've talked to about it. It's a really good game. Interesting plot and story if you actually pay attention to it. And if not, I mean, you, you get to be a cat fucking with shit, so go ahead and enjoy yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was also going to recommend RE4 Remake, even though I, I too also prefer the Wii, Wii version. The remake for Resident Evil 4 is not bad. None of the RE4, RE remakes are bad. It's just like they changed some things. Yeah. But this one, I think, is probably the best so far that they have remade. So, yeah. I, I will give them that. I, I don't know what they plan on remaking next, but um, hopefully it's... Uh, I would really hope Co that Veronica. they would do Resident Evil Co-Veronica or Zero. I, I want Co-Veronica because Co-Veronica, I love the Dreamcast version. The PlayStation version, I didn't care for too much. The Dreamcast they had frame issues. Yeah. It was like that's that's one of the few times where a game had frame issues and it actually bothered me because it, it made it look like things were jumping around the screen. Mm -hmm. Whereas the PlayStation, not the PlayStation, but the Dreamcast version ran smooth. Yeah. So there's that. Um, I think I was that was three for me so far. Yeah. Obviously, Baldur's Gate three, just because. And if and the surprise I'm going to throw in there. Because I'm pretty sure it's on it's on PlayStation Five, or you can get it through backwards compatibility. Does Baldur's Gate One and Two? If you gonna get three, get the other two. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure you can. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, if you gonna if you gonna do three, get the other two, get the full immersion of the world, and and do them a solid and show people that they show them that people are still interested in the older game. Shit, they might get remakes in the style of Baldur's Gate 3. You don't know. Yeah. You never know. Remaking remaking games, remaking and remastering is popular nowadays, so you never know. Definitely is. Yeah. All right, ready to move on to uh, Microsoft? Oh, yeah, this one's easy. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go in and preface this with um, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I've been playing a lot of older Microsoft games, so uh, not a lot of new stuff that I played for this year, but I did. I, I do want to um, give some shout outs to some games that are older but play well on the on the system, and you can still purchase them. So the first one I'm gonna get, High Five Rush, is that game? Yes, High Five Rush is him. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that one. Jedi Survivor is also there as well. I enjoy Street Fighter Six. I know it's gonna probably be blasphemous to say. But I enjoyed Street Fighter Six on the Xbox more than I did on the PlayStation. So I'm sorry, but I did. Uh, 
the other thing I would say, I've been playing a lot of like Jade Empire, Time Splitters Future Perfect, um, the Master Chief Collection. I've been playing stuff like that. I've been going back because uh, Microsoft did do a good job on the titles that they have. They do have them available for purchase if you want to, especially if you have gold or a game pass or whatever. So I would, I would tell anybody go through that store and see what, um, see what they have and make your decision based off that because they do have a lot of stuff. Cause y'all know the sixth gen is my favorite generation of gaming and Xbox has some killers on there. They really did. They had some, they had some nice, some nice content on there. Um, but yeah, though that's that's mine. Mine is pretty much easy, like you. I, I would say you could you could get uh, Hogwarts Legacy on the series uh, on the on the Xbox as well because it plays well on there. I've talked to people who have played it, and I own it myself. I'm just starting out with it, um, but it does play well. That's why I want to say Storm one here because I know he would be able to talk about it better than me. Um, yeah, but uh, I would do that. And um, just have a look at that backward compatibility because they have the best backward compatibility of this generation, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think it's do. fair to say. Yeah, they, they definitely do. It's yeah. not an incorrect statement. Yeah. Um, all right, what about you? So uh, first one, because of the recent drop of Alan Wake 2, Alan Wake. Ah, okay, nice. <laughs> Get the first game, and actually on a on Xbox right now, it's gonna sell for five bucks. So uh, if you want to play that game, go ahead and pick it up. I know that the DLC is on there; you can buy it. I don't think that the DLC costs that much, but you can get it for pretty cheap. Um, after that, I'd say go ahead and pick up. Uh, shoot, what was it I was playing? Oh, um, Condemned, another old game, but it's on there. You can play it, the first one at least. I wish the second one was on there. That way you have both of them. But the first one was pretty good. Not, it's not, many, not as many people got to play that or have had a chance to really get into it, especially from the stuff I've seen and people I've talked to about different games. Um, also, Doom, which is currently on sale. I think this is the old Doom. Oh, let me take a quick look at this. Oh, no, no, no. This is not the old one. This is the more recent one. Okay, because I know they, sale. I know they get the one that they just released on Switch 2 is on Xbox as well. The one with all the the updates and whatever from like yeah. 64 and that, that's on there too. So Yeah, that's on there. <laughs> but I'm talking about the uh, Doom Before Eternal. Okay. That one's on sale for four bucks. Oh, nice. Four bucks. And it, that is an amazing game. So I, I would, if you want Xbox and you have not had it, pick it up. Uh, also, Cuphead. Cuphead for those who uh, missed old school Contra. I think Cuphead is on there for, on sale for like 20 right now because my, my nephew wanted it, so I had to get him that one. And last but not least... Red Dead Redemption, the first one, because it gets upscaled and everything for Xbox One and uh, the series consoles. And it's also pretty cheap if you haven't played it. Oh, cool. Um, 
Trinell, thank you for saying that. The no matter how you feel about Game Pass, to me it is a if you have the time, it is a good investment. I will say that. And the reason why I say that is because when I was using it, I you get mad at me for saying it, but I was using it as a rental service. Cause that, I was that's the best way to think of. I was testing out the games because we don't get demos for a lot of these games. So if you a third party, there, there's been games that I've played on Game Pass and bought on Switch and, and PlayStation. Just because they fit better there, in my opinion. But I've tried them yes. out on Game Pass. Game Pass was a way for me to try them out. Um, I know people have their feelings about that, but that's 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 a, a them problem. Um, <laughs> to be fair, uh, so uh, yeah, uh, that is always a good that's that's a good gift idea as well. Um, because they do sell the Game Pass uh things too at uh they do at stores. So if, if that's another gift idea, along with the you know, like I said, if you can't if you if you can't think of nothing, gift card. If you can't think of uh, a quick honorable mention, a quick honorable mention for Xbox. If you know somebody who likes comedy, they have a Lego games bundle. Oh yeah. For 10 bucks right now on Xbox. If you know somebody who loves comedy, you need to get that for them. The if they're Lego- a gamer that loves comedy. The Lego games, they be going at the world, especially Star Wars. When you would think they hate Star Wars the way they be going to Star Wars, especially fans. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> like all, all of the ones I have played so far, like the Lego Indiana Jones, uh, Lego Villains, or Lego DC Villains, all they all have a lot of comedy in them. Yeah. And the shit is funny. It's it. <laughs> like, so yeah. don't sleep on them. Uh, Chanel, and they're actually really good games. Yeah, especially the uh, what is it, Lego City Undercover? Yeah, the references, just the references. Um, Chanel, the, the if you if you're looking for a place to start, I would say start with Trails of Cold Steel because that one has one, two, three, and four. Um, in there, they did release uh, Trails into Zero and Trails the other two that was on Vita. Um, but I, I started with Trails of Cold Steel. So if you want to, if you're looking for a place to start for the trail series, um, like I said, I, if I, if, if me personally, three and four in Reverie are on switch, but one, two, three, and four in Reverie are all on um, PlayStation. So I would get it on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Just, just saying I, I would get it there. Um, is there any other game? I would, okay. You know, there are a couple more games. I do want to say that I don't think get a lot of love. Uh, for the Switch, Astral Chain. Oh, yeah. Um, that's one. Um, Ult- Marvel Ultimate Alliance, if you like team-based co-op stuff, that's another one because you can play up to four people, and it, there's a lot of content in that Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 game. Uh, mm-hmm. For There was a game on Sony. Uh, Guilty Gear Strive on Sony. I love Guilty Gear Strive, the fighting game. Yeah. That that's that's a lot of fun. There's a lot of content on that one as well. Um, the Mortal Kombat game. If you've been noticing, I've been playing Mortal Kombat One um, on the Switch. I have said on that uh, on those play streams, 
if you have a another console like Sony or a Microsoft console, just get it there because the, as much as I like the Switch version and they have been working to patch it, they it should have never released like they that like they released it. That that was that is it shouldn't have been like that. I'll put it like that. Um Exodia, yeah, another good one. Uh Damon X Machina. That's another good one on yeah. Switch. So that's another good one on Switch. Um that's on Switch. Content. It's also on PC. Yeah. It's for those that are interested. Yeah. It's it's a lot of content in there too. So you, it's not one of those games you're gonna knock out in 20 hours. No, it's you're gonna be there for a while, which reminds you I gotta jump back yeah. on that. Um oh an honorable mm-hmm. mention on the PC side for uh Vicky, who is not here tonight. Um Sons of the Forest. Sons of the Forest. Yeah, and <laughs> let her know when you get it so she can bully you into playing it. She gonna make yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> she's she gonna, gonna drag it. you down, kicking and screaming. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, Sons of the Forest for uh, for Vicky, you know. Oh, for <laughs> people who for people who know somebody who's big into PC gaming, and potentially they like they want a wide variety of stuff. Three sites that I do my general shopping around on for PC games. First one is Fanatical. Fanatical. It used to be called Bundle Stars. Um, like maybe like five or six years ago, it was Bundle Stars. But they give you they one they do bundles of games. Generally, a lot they'll give you like the Steam download codes or whatever platform they're for. And you can find a lot of games through them for pretty cheap, decent. Um, CD Keys is another one that's pretty obvious for a lot of people. Uh, they have a wide variety of stuff. They have stuff for different platforms. So you could get somebody a download code for a game off of there. It may be on sale where it isn't somewhere else. Just in case. And it doesn't just cover PC. So you can find stuff for Xbox, PlayStation, and Switch on there as well. Just so you know. Um, and also, last one that I usually browse through is IndieGala.com. Their website sometimes gets a little uh, iffy because they have a lot of traffic. But you can also find some pretty decent deals on stuff there where you might find a game on there for 5 bucks versus it having like a 20 or $30 asking price in the different storefronts. So if you're on PC or you know somebody who's on PC and you might be able to find games there that they don't have that they might be interested in if you know the style of game they play. And they're good also for getting a lot of the indie games. So just keep that in mind. Okay, cool. Uh, J2 Blue, thank you for bringing that up. Um, I'm not big into uh, the the visual novel stuff, but there are a lot of visual novels on both Sony and um, Nintendo platforms. So if you're into yep. those, they have a very wide selection of them. So that, that's that's another thing that you guys can look out for. Uh, I, th- I think that takes care about it. Takes care of the main stuff for tonight. Uh, thank you everybody for joining us. This is our last podcast episode of the year. So next week is Christmas, and the week after that is New Year's. So you guys get two weekends of not having to deal with us. <laughs> and uh, two we'll weekends of missing us. <laughs> yeah that too and <laughs> uh, but uh yeah we'll be back on january 7th so um you'll have uh we'll be off for two weeks hope you guys enjoy 
your uh, Christmas, your holidays. If you celebrate, enjoy your holidays. Um, we'll see you guys back with our regular, our annual year in review on January 7th. <laughs> so, uh, oh, one other thing, one other thing, because it's our homeboy Sandstorm's birthday today. Yes. If you do not follow him, go subscribe. Go yes. subscribe to that channel. Please. Get that man some love. Please. Yeah. And um, <laughs> if you see him on Twitter, uh, what is it, at Sandstorm? Um, just yeah. tell him happy birthday. Just tell him a quick happy birthday. Yeah. Um, and we'll see you guys. Uh, we won't have anything, um, you know, official for the next two weeks, but I may just do some um, sporadic live streaming here and there because um, I'm not going to be able to go home for Christmas, so I may just live stream um, next Sunday. So uh, we'll, we'll probably just – we'll see about that. Um, depends on how I'm feeling. But, yeah, we are off for the next two weeks. We will see you guys back on January 7th in a new year, hopefully with – it will, the 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 gaming won't uh, hopefully with good news. Yeah, hopefully good with news. good news and hopefully with better wallets because you know our checking accounts were all screaming this year because all them games came out at the same time. So space them out. <laughs> space them out this year, please. Uh mm-hmm. but yeah, uh we'll be we'll be looking forward to seeing you guys in the new year. So you guys have fun. Once again, as always, thank you for for hanging out with us this year. We really appreciate all the love and support you guys give us. And we will see you guys in 2024. Peace out, people. Peace out for the last time this year.